0: We'll go ahead and move now into um, the Belgic Confession today. Um, Real fast, who here listens to our SoundCloud by chance? Anybody? Good, good. I do. That's good. It's a great resource that we have. If you happen to miss a week here at Redemption Hill, um, you can see sermons that are preached on Sundays, and today we'll be starting something new with that, um, something I don't, which just kind of never really crossed our minds before, but we'll be uh, recording these now, our time in the Belgian confession. Um, so that way, you don't have to be like Jason. And when he misses, he hunts me down and says, Bring the notes from last week. And I forget week after week after week after week. And I apologize. <laughs> I did not. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> but now you can go onto the SoundCloud and hear them there in case you miss a week or you want to just maybe go through it again. So, with that said, let's go into Article 7. Uh, it's titled The Sufficiency of Scripture. And it says, we believe that this Holy Scripture contains the will of God completely, and that everything one must believe uh, to be saved is sufficiently taught in it. For since the entire manner of service, which God requires of us, is described in it at great length, no one, even an apostle or an angel from heaven, as Paul says, ought to teach other than what the Holy Scriptures have already taught us. For since it is forbidden to add to the word of God or take anything away from it, it is plainly demonstrated that the teaching is perfect and complete in all respects. Therefore, we must not consider human writings, no matter how holy their authors may have been, equal to the divine writings. Nor may we put custom, nor the majority, nor age, nor the passage of times or persons, nor councils, decrees, or official decisions above the truth of God. For truth is above everything else. For all human beings are liars by nature and more vain than vanity itself. Therefore, we reject with all our hearts everything that does not agree with this infallible rule As we are taught to do by the apostles when they say, test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And also, do not receive into the house or welcome anyone who comes to you and does not bring this teaching. So it's kind of a a mouthful in this article, a lot longer than the articles we've been through before. uh, But it's, it's good and it's solid truth here. Um, You may remember when we began this journey through the Belgic, I said that these articles are not articles in isolation. Um, They fit together as pieces to a whole. Uh, They build off each other and they construct a sort of tower of truth, if you will. Um, So as we build upward, article by article, level by level, it is worth to see why we are building what we are and how we arrive to this level. And so in Article 3, we confessed that the 66 books of the Bible are inspired. Uh, They are breathed out from God, the Anustas. In Article 4, we confessed that they are canonical. They are our measure for faith and practice. In Article 5, we found that they were authoritative. And then in Article 6, we found that they are distinct from all other writings, even the apocryphal writings, which we reject This leads into our present article, then, which addresses this this naturally raised question of, well, are these books, then, enough? Do they contain all there is to know in how we live for God, and do they tell us everything for how we are to worship God as a people of Him? Article 7 looks, as it is titled, to the sufficiency of Scripture. And so the opening of this article is... We believe that this Holy Scripture contains the will of God completely, and that everything one must believe to be saved is sufficiently taught in it. And as we've seen uh, here in the Belgic, part of the author's intention was with this confession to draw a distinct line between the Reformed Church and Rome. Here he is getting at Rome's demands that they were needed for Christians to know what to believe to be saved and what we are to do for worship. Men like William Tyndale, for example, martyred 481 years ago, just on Thursday, I believe. They were of crucial importance to everyday men having the word of God in their tongue during the Reformation, and that aided in our seeing of the truth on this issue that God's word is sufficient and authoritative. So today we will look at the sufficiency of Scripture in salvation. Next week we'll look at sufficiency of Scripture in worship. And then finally we'll have a third week on this part that will show how Scripture is sufficient from the traditions of men. So we confess with this article that the Bible is sufficient and clear and complete in the terms of what we are to believe to be saved. Acts 16, 30-31 says, Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. So the gospel is clearly laid out over and over and over again in Scripture, and we do not need Rome to tell us how to be saved in a way that God's word clearly does not. This article claims God's will is found in Scripture. And it harkens back to Article 2, which claims that the written word is how God makes himself more clearly and fully known to us in a salvific way, in a saving way. While Rome may desire to claim that she has a monopoly on the church fathers, This is a truth that they themselves held. Um, And this portion of the confession actually echoes the word of the church father Irenaeus, who said, We have learned from none others the plan of salvation than from those through whom the gospel came down to us, which they did at one time proclaim in public and at a later period, by the will of God, handed down to us in the scriptures to be the ground and pillar of our faith. Another father, Tertullian, agreed and said, In the Lord's apostles we possess our authority. For even they did not of themselves choose to introduce anything, but faithfully delivered to the nations the doctrine which they received from Christ. So who tells man how they may be saved? God, God in his word. And he did not fumble in being clear on this point, as his word is a means by which we know him. His intention was to communicate to us how to be saved. And so scripture reveals to us the will of God, and it is the only revelation for the regulation, the foundation, and confirmation of our faith. And all other wills that would seek to conform our wills to some other method or some other message or some other false salvation ought to be rejected with our entire hearts, minds, and souls. Let's pray.